Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. And it's not often that we come across a technology or a concept that could reinvent the very way electricity is distributed, but that's exactly what the good folks of, at Vault Server are promising with their digital electricity method. According to the company, digital electricity offers the convenience and safety of low voltage, like power over Ethernet, with the power and distance capabilities of AC, and it allows unparalleled construction performance and safety advantages over any alternative power method. So needless to say, I'm intrigued. And here to explain more is Luke Ghetto, who's Vault Server's Director of Product Management. So Luke, thanks for joining us. And maybe you could start by telling us why digital electricity is so necessary today. Hi, thank you for having me on your show. Glad to be here. Um, so let's uh, first, uh, you know, just, just think about uh, why why digital electricity exists. So if you look around your home or your office, uh, how do you power something? You know, whether it's your computer or your vacuum, you know, probably looking at your outlet, you know, nice convenient gang box, got a couple outlets, two or four there, you know, standard NEMA 515 connectors, right? Uh, they offer pretty much limitless power, right? You know, you can plug so many things into that outlet before the breaker trips. You know, everybody's had, you know, maybe your dryer and a heater or a hair dryer that maybe trips your breaker, but it's, it's, it's a lot of power before you do that, right? Well, those outlets can be deadly to you and your family. You know, if you have little kids like me, you probably have those little plastic plug covers that break your fingernails when you try to pull them off. Or maybe yep. you have something easier to use but was more expensive. Um, but if you think about, you know, if a stroller injures a baby, what happens? The manufacturer recalls it, fixes the issue, sends out new models. Uh, when a car is a defect, that can cause harm. Manufacturer recall, right? If you or your family members stick their finger into an electrical outlet, uh, at a minimum, it's going to hurt. Um, but you could even die. You know, there could be resistive faults that, that burn down your house, you know, God forbid with anyone inside of it. Why do we still accept that as normal? Why is that acceptable at all in today's society? Um, you know, I'm very handy around the house. I'm also an electrical engineer by education, but I will not touch the electrical wiring in my house. You know, I'm too afraid of being shocked or doing it wrong and causing a fire. Um, so, you know, that's where the idea originated. You know, how do we make electrical power safer how do we make it better so you know pretty much the the world is pretty familiar with power over ethernet at this point and and you know ac uh but you've got this dynamic of basically high power and low power um as i mentioned before you know you get a ton of power out of your outlet but it's dangerous power over ethernet you know it's much safer it's a lower voltage it's limited uh, a limited power supply, they call it, you know, class two wiring methods. You know, you could just wire that just like you're doing your, you know, Ethernet cords between your computer and your router. Um, but it's got a limited power. You know, it's only up to 100 watts, which is at the output of your PoE switch. Um, so it's got a limited power and a limited distance. Um, digital electricity really fills the gap between those. It can offer a significant amount of power at a significant distance, even up to two kilometers, you know, about 6,500 feet, um, with the power equivalency of an AC outlet. Right. Now, um, in all the PR I saw for this, one of the keywords that keeps popping up is safety. And, and you, mentioned this, uh, you mentioned this already, but maybe you could underline it. So how and why 
is digital electricity such a safe solution? Sure. Um, so the CEO, Steve Eves, who founded the company, he likes to compare uh, a high-pressure stream of water to raindrops, right? If you were to get hit with a high-pressure stream of water from a fire hose, it would hurt. It would be dangerous. But if you stand outside in the rain, you're going to get wet, but you're not going to get injured, right? So what we're doing on the electrical side is a, is a technology we call a packet energy transfer. So to simplify it, you know, we're basically creating a square wave uh, at, a, at around 350 volts, which sounds like a lot of voltage, right? Um, the, what we do is we pulse that, that wave. So it comes on, it sends a packet of energy, and then it turns off. In that turnoff period, we do a safety check. The safety check determines if the, there is a short circuit, there's an open circuit, or if there's some other fault on the line, someone touching it, resistive fault, things like that. If the, if the safety check passes, it sends another pulse. If it passes, it sends another pulse. If it fails, it stops, and there's no more pulses sent. And that occurs in less than 10 milliseconds. So the actual energy dissipated into a fault is very, very small. It's probably only about one joule uh, from one of those packets. Interesting. Now, one of the other critical concepts for our modern world that everybody's heard a lot about, especially as we move away from fossil fuels to renewable energy, is energy efficiency. So could you explain how digital electricity is more energy efficient than the status quo in competing solutions? Sure. Um, you know, uh, let me just say that, you know, we're not changing physics. We're not creating some magical new electricity that is more efficient, you know, than everything else. We're not breaking Ohm's law or anything like that. Uh, but there are a few ways that digital electricity can be more efficient. Uh, first, the higher voltage that's sent along the wires. Um, the higher the voltage, the lower the current. So, you know, according to Ohm's law, you know, the, the higher the current, that you send through a resistive device, which is a wire, the more loss. So when you lower the current by increasing the voltage, you get less loss in the wires. So right there, you have a little bit of a benefit. Um, we're also um, enabling, uh, you know, a DC building. So you may have heard of this concept where most of our end devices, the powered loads, your laptop, your phone, um, other things like that, they're really DC powered. That's why you've got these wall warts that plug into the wall, and then you've got a USB cable that goes into your devices. It's, it's an AC to DC adapter. Each of those adapters is at best probably about 90 to 95% efficient. So you're losing 5, 10, 15, or even 20% of your energy at every single device that is plugged into the wall. If you can have a DC-powered infrastructure, you can send DC out to all your devices, and a DC-DC converter, which takes one voltage to another, is more efficient than an AC to DC converter. So you're saving a few percent at every single device by removing those conversions. This can be enhanced when you use a DC microgrid from renewable energy, uh, a solar panel, natively has a DC output. So when you have a solar array on your roof uh, of a building or your home, it's DC and it goes into an inverter. 
That inverter converts it to AC, which then is married with the AC mains from the grid so that your house is all AC as it, as it is. But again, that inverter, which is taking DC to AC, is inefficient. You know, it may be pretty close to 100, maybe 95% or so, but you're still losing a few percent of that energy. You know, if you think about a large commercial office building, a few percent conversion loss can be very, very significant. Um, so then the final piece uh, that, that allows us to be energy efficient is the native controls. Um, you know, this is a digital platform, and we are monitoring all the connections to all of the devices. And, you know, if we need to shut them off, we can. You know, we can create power policies that say, you know, at night we're going to turn off the lights or we're going to do something else turn down the power here, turn up the power there. So having the control and the intelligence around what is being powered, you know, just being able to turn it off at night, you know, can save energy. Interesting. Well, Luke, before I let you go, what do you think it'll take for digital electricity to become the predominant way to distribute power? You know, is it inevitable or will it take federal or some kind of industry intervention? Well, we certainly hope that one day, you know, the world will be powered with digital electricity. Um, but I will let you know that there is some uh, code under discussion by the, the NEC. Um, it's called Class 4 Fault Managed Power. So pretty much today we have Class 1, which is your AC outlets, Class 2, which is your power over Ethernet, and then Class 4 is something being discussed for the next code release. And essentially, it, it pretty much describes a digital electricity approach where um, you can deliver more energy than power over Ethernet, which is really only limited, um, you know, because the amount of power transmitted cannot hurt somebody. Uh, Fault-managed power says you can deliver more power as long as you are able to turn it off in a time that uh, prevents injury. So, you know, we're, we're working closely with those standards bodies um, and many other, you know, players in the industry, and we're, we're getting pretty confident that this is going to become a reality. Um, so we're going to see, you know, other options out there for, for a fault-managed power system, and I think that's just going to open up the ecosystem to everybody and make, make the energy distribution, again, safer and more intelligent in, uh, in the world. Excellent, and we certainly hope so. Um, but thanks, Luke. On behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.